Hello and Happy New Year to you all. I'm Patricia. This is Sound News, broadcasting from the Old Man's Studio in Church Street, Portadown. This production is for weekending Saturday, the 7th of January 2023. On behalf of everyone here on the Craigavon Talking Newspaper team, welcome to this week's programme. The stories making the headlines this week are from the Portadown Times, Gas Cost Falls, and from the Lurgan Mail, Finding Killer is All We Have. Now over to Carol, who brings your first story. Natural gas customers in Portadown will see a cut in their bills after Northern Ireland's largest supplier, Firmus Energy, confirmed it was implementing price reductions from January the 1st. The tariff for customers in the 10 towns network area is being reduced by just over one-fifth, bringing the average cost down by almost £9 per week. The UK government's energy price guarantee scheme will reduce the price customers pay, providing up to a further 27.60% reduction on top of Firmus's lower tariff. Firmus Energy said it was honouring a commitment to bring prices down as soon as possible. Meanwhile, the Consumer Council is urging all consumers across Northern Ireland to consider switching to a different energy provider from the one they currently use, suggesting this could lead to savings of as much as £1,000 per year. A brother of Natalie McAnally has issued a call for information about her murder, saying that finding her killer was all we have left. Natalie, 32, who was 15 weeks pregnant with a baby boy, was stabbed to death at her Lurgan home in the week before Christmas. Paramedics attended Miss McNally's house in Silverwood Green at around 10pm on Monday, December the 19th, where she was pronounced dead at the scene. The charity Crime Stoppers has offered a £20,000 reward for information which leads to the arrest and conviction of those responsible for her murder. Police have also released CCTV footage of a man carrying a rucksack arriving at Silverwood Green in Lurgan on Sunday, the, December the 18th, as part of their murder inquiry. Declan McNally described his sister Natalie as fun. Funny, kind and brilliant. She got on with every challenge, he told BBC's Good Morning Ulster, mentioning her type 1 diabetes diagnosis. She was just a wonderful person. It's hard to describe. She was brilliant. We're devastated. It's like the bottom of the world has fallen off. It's just unbelievable. People say you're worst nightmare, but you'd never have a nightmare like this. It's unbelievable. We're just trying to take it day by day. Of his sister's pregnancy, he said, she told the immediate family, so us, her brothers knew, and a few people. But her plan was on Christmas Day, she was going to tell everybody. My parents don't have any grandchildren. This was going to be their first grandchild. The Rota Chemist. During the week ahead, urgent prescriptions will be dispensed at the following addresses, starting in Portadown. On Sunday the 8th of January, the chemist is Gordon of High Street Mall, which is open from 11 until 12 noon. Next week, from Monday the 9th of January, the chemist is Partridge of West Street, which is open until 7. There is no rota chemist in Portadown after Wednesday. Lurgan residents can collect prescribed medicines on Sunday the 8th of January 
on the chemist's Partridge of High Street, which is open from 7 until 8pm. Next week, from Monday the 9th of January, the chemist is McKeagney of North Street, which is open until 7pm. There is no rota chemist in Lurgan on Wednesday, and none in either town on Saturday. Sunday opening applies in both towns for public holidays. Now we have crime. The PSNI has revealed that 5,600 reports of attempted scams uh, were made during 2022. The estimated total loss to scams each year in Northern Ireland is around 19 million, according to Chair of ScamWise NI Partnership, Chief Superintendent Gerard Pollock. He said the staggering statistics show just how ruthless scammers are. Chief Superintendent Pollock said, We should never lose sight of the fact that behind every loss, no matter what it has been, is a person or a business owner who has been taken advantage of in the most despicable and callous way. In some cases, the impact of the scam has lifelong consequences. The biggest amount of money we have seen lost this year has been a person who lost £350,000 as a result of a cryptocurrency investment scam. These may seem like a good way to boost savings. However, they are often high-risk investments with limited regulation or safeguards, he said. Chief Superintendent Pollock said most frauds and scams are committed at a distance with criminals exploiting communication networks through phones, social media, emails or text messages. These can include impersonation scams where people are contacted online through WhatsApp, via text or online on Facebook, investment and romance scams and, more recently, cost of living scams. He believes there is rising awareness of frauds among the public and that's driving some of the reporting and this is seen in that around 20% of the reports received do not involve any financial loss. I see how some people are more willing to report frauds and scams to the police service but we do still see evidence of under-reporting in particular in those aged 19 to 39 years old, he said. From 2011 to 2012, there has been a significant increase in the amount of fraud reported, from around 1,400 offences being reported to the police service in 2011-2012, up to around 5,300 in the last financial year, 2021-22. Chief Superintendent Pollock said... In recent months, we've also seen fake offers of refunds on utility bills, energy tariff discounts, energy rebates, tax rebates and cost of living payments all used by criminals. All of these scams are an attempt to get your personal details. Drugs found in cul-de-sac. Police found around £3,200 worth of drugs in a communal area of Portadown's Garvahi Park on Tuesday, Brownlow Neighbourhood Policing Team finds some 200 grams of suspected herbal cannabis and 23 grams of a suspected Class A substance. No arrests were made in connection with the find. 
Local government. ABC, ABC Borough Council is to give organisers up to £55,000 towards the estimated £165,000 cost of the 2023 World Sheepdog Trials. Scheduled for September the 13th to the 16th at Dremore's Guildhall Estate, the event is expected to attract competitors from 30 countries for up to seven days. Commercial accommodation will be used to host those arriving for the event and organisers believe it will generate 20 to 25,000 bed nights. At present, the Council's International Event Fund can award an upper limit of £15,000 and it is understood Tourism NI, through its National Events Fund, is set to offer £15,000 grant. Given this, a request has been lodged to seek £55,000 from the Council to make the event financially viable. The Council's Economic Development and Regeneration Committee was advised of the need to find significant efficiencies in the event's expenditure for 2023-24, but heard the anticipated return on investment will be significant for this one-off event in terms of global and international profile. I am happy to propose that we can go ahead with this Uh, With making this financial contribution, said Councillor Kyle Savage, 20 to 25,000 bed nights means that we are talking about here is just over £2 a night, so it is a no-brainer for me. We will be able to bring people into this borough and showcase the beauty and opportunities that exist within it. Seconding the proposal, Alderman Mark Baxter said... When you are not involved in these things, as I am not, it is perhaps easy to miss just how big a fraternity it is right across the world, he said. Councillor Sam Nicholson backed the recommendation but asked, how do we get the people at this event to stay an extra night or two and do something else? The Food Heartland, for example. The Council's Head of Tourism, Arts and Culture, Brian Johnson, said the emphasis was on securing funding at this stage, but noted an initial event plan would see the food heartland as part of the event. Councillor Kevin Savage welcomed the event to the borough and asked if the event organisers had also sought to secure other sponsors. It is going to cost £165,000. Have the organisers got further funding in place through sponsorship? Is everything good to go? He asked. Mr Johnson said the council would offer up to £55,000, but less could be needed if sponsors were keen to associate their name with the event. Councillor Kyle Savage told the chamber sponsorship was starting to come in for the event and assured the chamber the council's support would help build confidence for the sponsors. Alderman Jim Spears asked if plans were in place to ensure those who did attend the event stayed in hotels within the borough and Mr Johnson said his officers were working to ensure as much money is spent in our borough as possible. The committee voiced its support for the proposal. Armagh City, Banbridge and Craigavon Borough Council is to support calls to ensure workers have the legal right to keep their tips. 
the matter was raised by Sinn Féin group leader and Lurgan councillor Liam Mackle during the council's monthly meeting in December. Councillor Mackle noted a letter of correspondence from Newry, Mourne and Down District Council referring a motion supported by that local authority on December the 5th, 2022. The correspondence explained Newry, Mourne and Down District Council was calling for an extension to Northern Ireland of laws that were being proposed at Westminster to ensure workers had a legal right to their tips. The motion calls on Newry, Mourne and Down District Council to write to the relevant minister at Westminster, strongly urging that the legislation in Northern Ireland be brought into line with Great Britain and the Republic of Ireland as a matter of urgency. Members of Newry, Mourne and Down District Council, the correspondent stated, fully supported the motion and agreed it would be a positive step towards improving the rights and entitlements of lower paid workers. Speaking during December's monthly meeting of Armagh, City, Banbridge and Craigavonborough Council, Councillor Liam Mackle said he thought it was important the Council show its support for the Newry, Mourne and Down motion. It is important this is clarified in relation to tips for staff in the catering business, he said. As a Council, I think we should write to Newry, Mourne and Down District Council and show our support for it. The Lord Mayor, Councillor Paul Greenfield, said the Chamber, if members were in support of the Council Mackle's proposal. So he asked the Chamber. With no members voicing disagreement, the Lord Mayor confirmed the letter of support would be drafted and sent. Approval for tourism funds. Armagh City, Bambridge and Craigavon Borough Council looks set to accept almost £20,000 in the form of a service level agreement from Tourism NI for events in the borough. Economic Development and Regeneration Committee members were advised Tourism NI opened its market-led development programme in November this year, aiming to provide more reasons to travel to and within NI, enhance and animate the visitor experience for Northern Irish visitors and those from the Republic of Ireland and encourage more opportunities for spending. The Council applied for funding of an animation programme to be delivered during the first quarter of 2023, primarily at its tourism, arts and culture venues to enhance planned programmes. The local authority has been awarded £19,780 to enhance activities including classic album Sundays and paint and sip programmes at the Armagh County Museum, a series of four themed walking tours of Armagh City and a range of events at the Marketplace Theatre and Gallery and the Navan Centre and Fort. With no match funding required, officers recommended members accept the service level agreement from Tourism NI for funding of the market-led product development programme. Councillor Kyle Savage proposed the recommendation to accept the offer, but added, it is just a pity. It is such a small amount of money, it will have to be wisely spent. Councillor Sam Nicholson seconded and the committee voiced approval. The chair of Armagh City, Banbridge and Craigavon Borough Council's Governance, Resources and Strategy Committee has warned of a very challenging task 
facing the committee this year as it prepares to deal with necessary efficiencies. Speaking at the Council's monthly meeting in December, Alderman Stephen Moutry said the planned efficiencies should help strengthen the department. He warned, however, that such an outcome was only going to come about if everyone, councillors and council officials alike, worked together. As chair, he said, I would like to note that both the Governance, Resources and Strategy Committee and the Estimates and Efficiencies Working Group, which I also chair, have a very challenging task in the weeks and months ahead. This challenge is around the efficiencies that we hope will help us, if we all work together, to strike a reasonable rate for ratepayers in these very challenging times. He added, I think it needs to be emphasised how important it is that we come back and work with the Deputy Chief Executive, Charlene Stoops, and her team around this to try and deliver the very best for our ratepayers at a difficult time. An ABC Borough Council Committee has approved outline plans for the Borough St Patrick's Day festivities. The programme was approved at a recent Economic Development and Regeneration Committee meeting. Plans for the period will see a St Patrick's lecture, a celebration concert on St Patrick's Eve, a symposium, a vigil and a family fun day on Saturday March 18th at Banbridge Solitude Park. In addition, Armagh's Marketplace Theatre will feature a programme of performances and workshops with a St Patrick's theme. The St Patrick's Community Parade, funded through financial assistance in the past, is due to proceed this year and as such it is, it is advised the Council does not deliver events on St Patrick's Day. A proposal to approve the principal activities for the Home of St Patrick's Programme 2023 was put forward by Alderman Mark Baxter and seconded by Alderman Jim Spears, who told the Chamber he believed St Patrick's Day was an important day for the borough. Content with the proposal in principle, Councillor Thomas O'Hanlon requested further detail on events be brought before the committee in January. I would also be keen to see the acts or what they are thinking of for the concert on the eve of St Patrick's Day, he said. Councillor Sam Nicholson asked what type of music would be played at the concert to be held on St Patrick's Day Eve, recalling a very spiritual event he attended at the cathedral previously. The event at the cathedral was about spirituality and the religious element. Do you see that as a theme for this concert? He asked. When I went to the one in the cathedral, it was very spiritual and successful and rolled in the ethos of St. Patrick and Christianity and where it all came from. St. Patrick is a very important figure in Armagh City and beyond and it is good we are focusing on that. The council head... Council's Head of Tourism, Arts and Culture, Brian Johnson, said the concert would focus on popular music. The suggestion at this stage is that it would be more popular music, said Mr Johnson. Most of the other events are celebrating the spiritual side, but the concert will be more popular music. Members are approved. Armagh City, Banbridge and Gregavon Borough Council's Planning Committee has approved the name of a development in Darlingstown. A request was received to name a development of 84 dwellings off the Inn Road.
the applicant proposed three possible names, Inroad Manor, Inroad Park, and Inroad Avenue, the preferred option being Inroad Manor. A report presented to members of the committee confirmed the proposed name complied with policy and the recommendation was for the committee to approve the name Inroad Manor. A, a proposal to approve the officer's recommendation was put forward by committee Chair Alderman Gareth Wilson and seconded by Councillor Sorsha McGeon, with the committee voicing approval. Aberban MP Carla Lockhart has said there is a growing need for long-lasting solutions to the problems that have toxified Northern Ireland's political and economic landscape for too long. In the New Year message, the DUP representative thanked emergency and healthcare workers, along with those involved in retail, hospitality and other industries, who worked throughout the festive break. Across the world, she said, our armed forces, some from Upper Ban, continue their service of our nation. My thanks and respect grow year on year for the dedication of so many for keeping us safe, well and catered for the whole year through. In the political sphere, we have left behind a tumultuous year and enter 2023 with a growing need for serious and long-lasting solutions to the problems that have toxified our political and economic landscape for too long. <coughs> On this first week of 2023, we have neither cross-community consent for the return of Stormont or fulfilment of the government's commitment to restoring the integrity of the UK internal market. Until both these issues are addressed, the basis for stable devolution is non-existent. The onus is on the government and the EU to deliver an agreement that allows unionism to re-enter Stormont. <coughs> they know what they must do and should knuckle down and get the deal done. While Stormont remains in abeyance, the focus is on Westminster to deliver effective government, governance of Northern Ireland. The MP said the NHS remained a national treasure, but added, like anything we hold dear, we must nurture and care for it. We will all have been shocked by the reports of delays in EDs, in ambulance response times and access to GPs, not to mention waiting lists. Furthermore, we see our nurses who, as a last resort in their campaign for fair pay and safe staffing, have taken to the picket line. The National Health Service is nothing without its staff, and it is long overdue that the government com compromised on pay demands from unions and rewarded those heroes for their service. We have one obituary. The locket you bought me before you left said, Forever in my heart, and that, my darling boy, is where you will always be. These are the words of Audran O'Neill's heartbroken mother, read out at his Requiem Mass on Monday. Hundreds of people, many young, turned out for the funeral of the popular Lurgan lad who died while kayaking in Thailand on December the 17th last year. The 22-year-old was found in Khao Sok National Park the next day and his body was flown home with the help of the Kevin Bell Rep Repatriation Trust last week. After acing both his GCSEs and A-levels, Audran took an apprenticeship with Norbrook. Following a successful apprenticeship, he secured a full-time position. 
Not only did he secure this position, but was also given a, a position higher. This had not been done before. Audron had his life planned out and knew exactly where he was heading, something not a lot of 22-year-olds could say. He was a lover of life, had no filter and was unapologetic for this and we loved him even more for that. As a family, we are broken, but we live in the knowledge you were loved far and wide and you have left us all with so many photographs and footage to keep your memory alive. Death in the Community Hodgson, Royal Irish Fusiliers Old Comrades Association, Portadown Branch. The officers and members of the aforementioned branch deeply regret the death of their esteemed comrade Pete and tender their deepest sympathy to all the family circle. S.J. Thompson, Chairman, T.W. Hobson, Secretary. I got an advert here from on January's half price sale with all these products at a well-paid price. And it says here, offers are available from 2nd to 28th of January, while stocks last from Gordon's Chemists. Health and Social Care are suggesting that to avoid, uh, save time and avoid waiting to see a GP, that you consult your pharmacist. They offer a free confidential advice and treatment service and over a range of um, conditions, including, but not uh, limited to, acne, diarrhoea, earwax, hemorrhoids, morning-after pill, mouth ulcers, threadworms and verruca. Killacomian Junior High School are having an open afternoon on Thursday the 12th of January 2023, 2.45 to 6pm. Join our staff and pupils in the Killacomian experience on Thursday, the after, on Thursday afternoon with the principal's address at 2.45 and again at 4pm. Working together for excellence in a caring community. Portadown College are holding an open night for Year 10 and Year 12 for entry in September 2023 to commence GCSE and A-level studies. Pupils and their parents, carers, are cordially invited to attend our open night on Wednesday, 18th of January 2023, 7pm to 9pm. Christian Aid lunches back. Lunches hosted by Christian Aid are to resume next week in Portadown. The first will be held on Wednesday, January 11th in Armagh Road, Presbyterian Church Hall. Open to all at a minimum charge of £3. The soup, bread and cheese lunch will be held from 12 noon to 1.30pm. Now we have sport. Ethan Gawley put on a great show in the final round of the Beyond Signage Youth Winter Series at McGilligan MX Park in County Londonderry. And Market Hill's Jamie McKee came so close to glory in the SW85 before a crash robbed him of the title. Portadown's rider Gawley had a clean sweep in the 65cc class. Jamie Larkin finished second overall in the championship with Riley O'Neill third. Seven-year-old Dungannon rider Caleb Duffy was crowned champion in the automatic class. Randall Stein's Liam Devlin had the honour of winning the very first race in the series back in October and at the final round he wrapped up the PW Beginners Championship with a fifth 
in race one behind title runner-up Jamie Carmichael, followed by a victory in races two and three. Dylan McCauley finished third in the championship. It was a big day for six-year-old Downpatrick rider Ollie Denver as he made his racing debut in the PW class, finishing sixth overall. In the BW85 class, Oma's Lewis Spratt had his first outing on the all-new McCulloch Centra KTM. The 14-year-old looked odds-on to complete the series unbeaten until he slipped off two laps from home while in the lead. Wicklow's Cole Nally swept into the lead, taking the chequered flag nearly two seconds clear of the new champion. In the championship standings, Bobby Burns completed the top three. It was all up for grabs in the SW85 class between Market Hill's Jamie McKee and Randall's Town's James McCann. After the opening two races, McKee had a slender five-point lead, but a crash in race three saw the championship slip away as McCann took victory and the title six points clear of his rival with Kyle Graham third. Londonderry's Jake Sayers secured the overall with three wins and finished fourth behind Jack Quinn and Jay Knox in the championship. It was between the McCulloch brothers from Castle Derg as to who would win the pit bike championship. Cole could do no more than win all three races, but Robbie claimed the title by two points. Series organiser Philip McCulloch was delighted with the success of the series and said, The entry has been the best yet and the series has been a massive success. Lurgan travelled to Portadown for the second league derby game of the season on Saturday. Lurgan were soon put under heavy pressure, which nearly produced the opening try as a wayward pass went behind young Pete Logan, who had the line at his mercy. But Portadown were quickly on the attack from the Lurgan kick-out and got on the board first when from a line-out resulting a resulting maul towards the Lurgan line led to second row Taylor Tweedy crossing the line. The score was converted by Matt Neal to give Portadown a 7-0 lead. Portadown continued to apply pressure and it produced another forward effort finished off again by Taylor Tweedy. It was the home forward's dominance in the early game that put Lurgan under great pressure throughout, though the visitors defended gallantly, holding back a number of attacks before Tweedy's second row partner Danny Alexander dived over to give Portadown a 17-0 lead at the break. Portadown continued their dominance into the second half and it was now the wide-passing play by the backs that stretched the Lurgan defence. A great strike move from the back line saw full-back Matt Neal cross the line for a bonus point score for Portadown. Shortly after that, the combination of forward rucking and backs passing movements gave another great individual score to wing Toby Gribben. This gave the score an unassailing lead for Portadown. It was then the pack's turn to get involved again and a great line-out and maul by the forwards saw hooker Sam Close drive over for a score. This gave Portadown an unassailable 34-0 lead. 
But undeterred by the scoreline, Lurgan fought hard throughout with movement of their own. It was only the strong tackling by Portadown that denied them something for their efforts before finally their perseverance paid off when they managed a late score to bring the game to 34-5. That was the last score of the match and it was well deserved as 34-0 would have been an unfair reflection of a well-fought encounter. Powerful Portadown win derby. Portadown hosted Lurgan for the second league derby game of the season on Saturday. Lurgan were soon put under heavy pressure, which nearly produced the opening try as a wayward pass went behind young Pete Logan, who had the line at his mercy. But Portadown were quickly on the attack from the Lurgan kickout and got on the board when second rider Taylor Tweedy crossed the Lurgan line. The score was converted by Matt Neal to give Portadown a 7-0 lead. Portadown continued to apply pressure and it produced another forward effort, finished off again by Taylor Tweedy. It was the home forward's dominance in the early game that put Lurgan under great pressure throughout through the visitors, defended gunnedly holding back a number of attacks before Tweedy's second drive partner, Danny Alexander dived over to give Portadown a 17-0 lead. Portadown continued their dominance into the second half and it was now the wide passing play by the backs that stretched the Lurgan defence. A great move from the back line saw fullback Matt Neal cross the line for the bonus point score for Portadown. Shortly after that, the combination of forward, word and Back's passing movements gave another great individual score to wing Toby Gribben. This gave the score an unassailable lead for Portadown. And it was then the Pack's turn to get involved again and a great line-out and saw hooker Sam Close drive over for a score. This gave Portadown a 34-0 lead. Lurkin managed a late score to bring the game to 34-5. That was the last source of the match. And now for a news roundup. A husband and wife team who have been a fixture of Northern Ireland's Boys Brigade scene since the 1960s were left stunned at being among those chosen on the 2023 New Year's Honours list. Ray Elizabeth Greenaway and her husband Derek Richard Greenaway have both been given British Empire medals for services to young people in Northern Ireland through the Boys Brigade. Mr Greenaway, now aged 87, helped to found the Portadown Battalion of the BB in 1966, aided shortly afterwards by his wife. Initially, about 30 to 40 boys were involved. Today, there are 19 companies in the battalion, numbering hundreds of boys in total. Speaking to the newsletter in the wake of the honours list being made public, he said that it had been a shock to receive the letter from the Cabinet Office in Westminster, inviting them to accept or reject the award. Needless to say, they chose the former. This is something we never thought about, he said, adding the award is for the whole BB outfit, not just for ourselves. A member of the Orange Order and the Royal Black Preceptory, the Church of Ireland stalwart said his long involvement is driven by a desire to impart his faith and values to the young. When he started back in 1966, there were no mobile phones and media was a pale black and white precursor of today's 24-7 online culture. 
At the present time, boys are being bombarded right, left and centre with things that take them away from the Christian ethos, he said. Nowadays, he said, he is seeing the grandchildren of boys he first encountered in the 1960s enlisting in the BB. He went on to add, Never in my wildest dreams did I think I'd be recognised in this way, but I'm very happy to accept it, so is my wife. The Boys Brigade headquarters issued a statement saying, So delighted for Derek and Ray Greenaway from the first mill town. Also being recognised in the honours with a British Empire medal is Ms Helena Mary White, County President of Girl Guiding North Down. Her accolade is for services to young people in Northern Ireland. The BEM was introduced in 2012 by then Prime Minister David Cameron to sit alongside knighthoods, CBEs, OBEs and MBEs. It was billed as part of his bid to make the honour system classless, saying too few people making a difference in their areas were made MBEs. The medal went to 305 people in the New Year's honours UK-wide this year, 33 of them from Northern Ireland. At the top end of the spectrum, there were eight knighthoods, damehoods, handed down across the UK in this year's honours. The knighthoods were awarded to Chief Rabbi Ephraim Mervis, Knight Commander of the Order of the British Empire, Queen Guitarist Brian May, Transvestite Artist Grayson Perry, and MPs Chris Bryant and Julian Lewis. The Dame Hoods are for athlete Denise Lewis, actress and wildlife campaigner Virginia McKenna, and North Tyneside's elected mayor Norma Redfern. Annette, 56, lifts her share of NZ Meadows Hall. Lurgan woman Annette Forker was one of four members from one Portadine gym who represented Northern Ireland at the Commonwealth Powerlifting Championships in New Zealand in December between them lifting four silver and three bronze medals. Aged from 24 to 56, Focus Gyms Niam Carey, Toby Clark and Eliza Solarska and Annette returned just before Christmas. Fifth member Patrick Mulholland, 24, had to pull out of the competition at the last minute. Mum and grandmother Annette, 56, from Lurgan, who only started powerlifting, aged 52, won a bronze medal in her 63-kilogram classics bench press event, two bronze medals in her squat and bench press, and two silvers, one for her deadlift and a second for overall performance. At the annual county dinner held in the Banvale House Hotel, Cologne Young Farmers Club's Ian Walker achieved first place in the Silage Making Awards and received the John McCartney Cup. In Silage Assessment, Beth Wishart was placed second in the 12 to 14 category and in the 16 to 18 category, James McConnell was placed third, Ashley Neal was second and Ruth McQuarter first. Joel Milligan received second place in the Arable competition. On a night of thrilling success stories, the sporting talents of the Cologne YFC members also came to the fore. In boys and girls football and tag rugby, both senior and junior teams picked up awards. Mark Walker achieved first place in machinery handling, while Stephen Wilson picked up first in the advanced sheep shearing. 
In junior home management, Rebecca George was placed second and Grace George first, whilst in the second senior category, Mariana Neal came second. In tug-of-war, members of Cologne picked up the award for the ladies' team alongside fellow county club members Mount Norris and Newton Hamilton. And the triumphant list did not end there. There were seven more glory awards for Cologne YFC. Cologne also picked up an award for choir festival and came second in the arts festival. In top officials and proficiency awards, James Spears picked up first place for treasurer. In the 12 to 14 age division for proficiency, Beth Wishart was placed third, Jack Wilson came second and Grace Ross was placed first. In 14 to 16 year olds, Adam Kennedy was placed third, Grace George came second and Rebecca George was placed first. In the 16 to 18 group, Ruth McWhirter came third, whilst James McConnell was placed first. In the 18 to 21 group, Harry Meredith was placed second and Sarah Rost first. In the 21 to 25 division, Harry Chambers was second and Joel Milligan first. In the 25 to 30 category, Ian Walker was placed second and Sonia Mills first. A club spokesperson said it was a fantastic achievement for so many members to place in the awards. It is fair to say everyone had a fantastic night and thoroughly enjoyed themselves. In their New Year message, the church leaders group have praised the compassionate and practical response of people across the island of Ireland as they welcomed those who had fled the war in Ukraine and other conflicts around the world. The Church of Ireland and Roman Catholic Bishops of Armagh, Most Reverend John McDowell, Most Reverend Eamon Martin, Presbyterian Moderator, the Right Reverend Dr John Kilpatrick, and the Presidents of the Methodist Church and Irish Council of Churches, Reverend Ken Nixon and Bishop Andrew Forster, said, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone, the new is here. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. 2 Corinthians 5, verses 17 and 18. The year 2022 has been one of significant trauma and shock for many on this island, across Europe and around the world. As the most significant restrictions necessitated by the COVID-19 pandemic began to ease, war broke out in Europe with the invasion of Ukraine by Russia. When millions of people had to flee their homes, there was, however, an extraordinarily compassionate and practical response on our island, north and south, to welcoming and meeting the needs of those who arrived here. This has also challenged our attitudes towards people who have had to flee conflict in other parts of the world. The compassion and care that Christ calls us to offer the stranger cannot be conditional on their country of origin or indeed the colour of their skin. A significant increased cost of living has impacted many areas of life, such as exacerbating the scandal of homelessness and also meaning that many who have a home find themselves unable to afford to heat it during the cold weather. 
This simply should not be the case in countries of great wealth and shows the urgent need for government policies in both jurisdictions to deliver real and meaningful social justice and eliminate poverty. This year begins the 25th anniversary of the Belfast Good Friday Agreement. The agreement itself transformed the conflict in Northern Ireland, resulting in countless lives being saved. We know so many continue to live with the pain inflicted on them, and we also recognise that the agreement came at a high price for many, for whom the release of prisoners was, and still is, particularly painful. Its 25th anniversary comes at a time when we have great concern for the state of our fragile peace, and we are more aware than ever that work of peace is unfinished. We recommit ourselves to continue our work towards a vision of an island of restored relationships where all can flourish and fully participate in our common life. Amidst all that has been in 2022 and all that lies ahead in 2023, as Christians, we have a sure and certain hope of new creation in Christ. In his life, death, resurrection and ascension, the Lord Jesus showed us his power to reconcile broken relationships and called us to participate in his ongoing reconciling work in our communities. That remains the task before us in 2023 as we share the good news of Jesus. We have now come to the end of our recording for this week. Please take care when sharing information from unsolicited contacts. Some scammers pretend to be from your bank, HMRC, Regional Crime Squad, PSNI, to name a few. Please do not share personal details, including bank details, using the phone, mobile or email. Scammers can be very persuasive and may be able to give you personal information. If in doubt, hang up. If the caller is genuine, they will write to you. Our thanks to the team of volunteers who edited and recorded this week and to Mackles for collecting the Portadown Times and Lurgan Mail for us and to the Presbyterian Church for the use of the studio. Editing with me this week was William, who was also our technician. Reading with me this week were Carol, Roberta and Nathan. From the newsroom at The Old Man's, this is Patricia signing off. Thank you for spending time with us. All our good wishes for the week ahead. Our team will be back with you in four weeks' time. Please remember to return your wallet and memory stick. Sound News is a Craigavon Talking Newspaper production.